0: Welcome to Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast.
1: I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel, and today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 season four, episode 19, Prodigy. Yay! I, I vaguely remember to this one. Okay. Yeah, this is this was one of the ones like this episode's fine. Like it's not great. Like it's fine. It's not one of my favorites, but it's one of those ones where it's like, oh yeah, that this that, this is an episode that exists. That's right. Oddly enough,
0: I pretty much what I remembered about this one is that the cadet Haley, um, yeah. I I remembered specifically that I didn't like her and then I watched yeah. the episode and I was like, Yep, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> still not still right. don't like her, no. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and <yep. laughs> yeah, She's a little better in the next episode Because she, she does come back for one episode So we do see her again but only for one episode She's better in that one But mm. um, yeah She's she's kind of difficult to like If you will Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright so shall we, we get into it Yeah that's my whole assessment of it
0: I remembered <laughs> it vaguely because I remembered Vaguely not liking her and yes <laughs> Yep
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, right. so yeah. this episode originally aired on February 2nd, 2001. The story is by Brad Wright, Joseph Malazzi, and Paul Mully. The teleplay by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mulley, and directed by Peter DeLuise. And in the commentary, we have Joe, Paul, and Peter. And this, the episode's not great, but the commentary in this episode is fantastic. So if you've never listened to the commentary for this episode... Go listen to the commentary for this episode. We will get to one of the specifics why in just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this commentary is like a one. It's it's a very, very good one. Yeah. Oh, All right. Well, break it down. Yeah. OK. And in this episode, Sam must help keep a promising young cadet from throwing away a future at the SGC while Jack and Tilk encounter a dangerous life form at an off world research base. Okay, so this episode starts with Jack approaching Hammond's office to ask about the ridiculous mission he's just been assigned when he is then introduced to General Ryan, the Air Force Chief of Staff. And fun fact, this is the actual real-life General Ryan, the actual Air Force Chief of Staff at the time of filming, which is always cool when you get, like, the actual Air Force people, like, on the show because, you know, they really do try and, like, do right by the Air Force, and it's, yeah, it's very cool.
0: And there's no... If Andrew butts that they very much communicated. No, no, this is the real one just specifically yeah. by everyone's reaction to him in the room of like, "Really?" Ryan. Re- really? The yeah. real one? Yep. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, they they made it very obvious if you had no idea this is the real deal
1: yeah and Peter said he was like he was great on set like it, this was his first time he'd ever done anything on camera but he was great and like a really good guy and wasn't like all I'm you know Mr. Burr, 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 burr. he was just like you know he was there for it and down for whatever it was and yeah they, they had very wow. nice would, things to say
0: I would hope so since he actually agreed to be on the show I know
1: I <laughs> yeah. never know but yeah. yeah so he was great um so General Ryan is there about the ridiculous mission to M4C-862, which is a moon that the SGC would like to make into a permanent off-world research station. Jack has basically been assigned with determining if that's a good idea or not. Uh, we also get some fun stuff here, yeah, where Jack seems like quite nervous in the presence of General Ryan, which we don't really get from Jack. So it's really cool to kind of see him be like, oh, heh, heh, you know, yeah, all that.
0: Which I thought was funny, because every time it brings up the, like, every time the president is brought up in the show, he's just like, ah, whatever, the president is the buddy of mine, I could call him up, we'll golf, whatever, but he meets this guy, and he's like, oh my god, it's you, you're in the room.
1: Well, because General Ryan is, like, the boss of him, you know, whereas the president isn't necessarily a military guy, I mean, they usually are, but not always, and so, you know, the president's whoever, but, like, this is, like, the top dog. Yeah. (laughs) Which is cool. Um, so Daniel's not been assigned to the, this mission because he's already off-world with SG-11, which is the archaeological team. And fun fact, Michael's not in this episode because he was preparing to direct the upcoming episode Double Jeopardy uh-huh. okay, in just a couple of weeks. So that's is why Daniel. SG-11. Uh, no.
0: Oh man,
1: that would have been funny. And Sam's not going on this mission because she is at the Air Force Academy giving a lecture on theoretical astrophysics. If Jack wants to go, do that. Instead, no, no mission. Okay, good. Yeah, (laughs) I kind of would have liked to have seen that. That would have been very interesting. Yes, yeah. Mm. So we cut over to the academy with uh, Sam giving her lecture. It's quite you know complicated and strange, but the math that she's talking about might one day help open the door to wormholes and hyperspace, and the future is a lot closer than these cadets think. Yep. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fun fact from the commentary: all of those equations on the board are real, actual scientific equations, like from an, for like from a textbook. So those are real equations, not just like random gobbledygook that they put up there to look cool. So
0: yeah, that was nice. Did they uh, mention who consulted on them?
1: Um, just tech, just Joe and Paul looking through textbooks. Oh hey, okay. <laughs> what I got? Yep. Yeah. I
0: wonder what those equations were actually for. (laughs) I know that
1: that's what they didn't say. They didn't say anything about what the equations are for, just that they are actual equations. So I imagine Joe and Paul really are kind of like research guys. So it probably is at least astrophysics related, if maybe not specifically like wormhole related. But Mm -hmm. I imagine it is some kind of astrophysics related equations. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the lecture is done and Sam's talking with the professor about how it all went down. When we see a cadet kind of approach the board to look over the equations and comments that one of the calculations is wrong, the professor kind of just dismisses her as like this is the little overhead like and this Major Carter did this and she's much smarter than you, whatever. Um, so she leaves and Sam asks who that was and she is Jennifer Haley, very intelligent but her difficult personality. And well, it also turns out that she was right. The equation was wrong. What? As we cut to the opening credits. Uh, so first fun fact here, and this is possibly one of the greatest things come out of any commentary ever. There are lyrics to the Stargate theme song, which <gasps> wow. I will I will now insert for you here to hear and listen to because you don't need to hear me try and sing that. So let's take a listen. Now, a oh, little known fact, or radio? actually lyrics. There uh, are lyrics to the song. Not gonna mix. We, can just, we can just recite
0: the lyrics. Make a do kind of so that for so they can sing along. <laughs> <laughs> you may not get another chance. Come on, do it.
1: <laughs> Sarge, it's a great big world. We're the great big swirl, step inside to another world. We're talking Star Game. It's a crazy trip. You can go quite far and you don't need a car or even a ship. It's getting picky here. There's Colonel O'Neill
0: and, and Carter and Daniel and you.
1: Look out for that. Google, Google, Google,
0: Google. I love that. Every time <laughs> they do it. A-
1: I love it so much. I love that gu- 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 at the end. That's the best. That was amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Did
0: you uh, remember that or was this new to you also watching with the oh, commentary finally?
1: Oh, no. I've, I, every time I watch the episodes for this and the start and the theme song starts playing, I sing this in my head because I've known <laughs> about this for years and oh, it's like me. the greatest thing ever. <laughs>
0: Oh, well now I'm going to have to memorize
1: those and sing it every single time yes. with my interpretive dance. Yes. I w- Next week, your Simon. I want to see your interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> now that there are lyrics, will that change the dance? Eh, maybe. It might, you they know, might. because the interpretive
0: dance really was just however the song was making me feel at the time. So, you know, it was yeah. different every time. But now that there's consistent lyrics, I don't know.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see going forward.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Cool. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, please enjoy having that song stuck in your head for the rest of your life. Okay, <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> yep. Okay, so we come back from the credits and we are on M4C 862 with Jack and Tilk, and Jack officially released Major Griff of His Command at this time, and uh, they've had a Very exciting week off-world with people losing their glasses and an electron microscope breaking down. It's been super fun for all these military people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Hamilton then comes up and mentions that they still need parts for the broken backup generator. And, well, that's Jack's problem now. And you can tell he's just thrilled about it. Oh, yes. I just have to mention, uh, the guy who plays Dr. Hamilton, the actor's name is Rothgar Matthews. Like that's a name, Rothgard. Rothgar, and it's it's like H R O T H G A. Rothgar, he's
0: fantastic. Oh man,
1: what do you I think know. they called him for
0: short? Or do you think he insisted? No, no, no. My name is Rothgar.
1: I don't think you. I don't know if you can shorten that. Maybe just unless one. he just insisted people call him by his last name, maybe. I don't know. Oh. But I mean, if my name was Rothgar, I'd be like, my name is Rothgar. Yeah. Rothgar. Uh, so, back at the Academy, Sam knocks on General Kerrigan's office door and goes in to talk to him about Haley, and he reminds her of someone else. <clears throat> Sam. <clears throat>
0: How could he possibly
1: mean? I don't know. Uh, but he hands her a paper that Haley had written titled, Towards a New Cosmology of Multiple Realities, which was graded as a D. So... Basically, we're getting, it seems like Lieutenant, or Gannett Haley is one of those people who's just, like, too smart, and so is, like, really bored, and just sort of acting out, because she's just, like, way beyond everything that's being taught here. And, like, her skills are great, but she has some, like, discipline problems, so Sam's going to go talk to her, and the general's like, great, thanks, I was hoping you would. Uh, Fun fact, or interesting fact from the commentary, the character's original name was Jennifer Halley, until an actress named jennifer halley came to audition for the role um she didn't she didn't get this one but she will uh we'll see her later in 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 an episode called the tomb next season um so they just had to then just change the name from halley to hayley because you know that whole thing
0: otherwise that would be just way too confusing
1: a little bit weird yes
0: or they would have to do a
1: disclaimer if this is not based on a real person (laughs) yeah you know that whole thing Mm -hmm. so uh, so, back on 862, doctors Hamilton and Lee are talking, and Hamilton is upset that Jack has denied their request to explore a nearby cave system and goes to talk to him about it. And so, it's not that Jack has said that they can't explore the caves, they just need to wait for Jack and Tilk to check it out first and make sure that everything's okay. And Hamilton complains that they've been here for six weeks with no problems, but Jack doesn't care. We also do get the confirmation that this is a moon, not a planet, hence the m Designation nation in the Stargate actress M for Moon. Ah, yeah. And yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'm with I'm with Jack on this one. Like it's a You don't. There's like bears in caves on Earth. Like, wouldn't you want somebody with like a gun to go check that out first before you go poking around in I would there? You. The whole the whole
0: conflict with the scientists and the military stuff, like throughout this whole episode, is just ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is kind of dumb. It's like you are on an alien planet like this is not earth you don't know how things work here so right let's listen to people who do know how it works kind of yeah so sam goes to talk to haley who's in one of the labs playing with the laser and apparently the d on the paper that she got is because it wasn't the assignment it's a very intriguing idea but that's all that it is because haley's making all sorts of assumptions with no basis in facts like She's assuming that matter can travel both ways through a wormhole. And Sam's like, uh, she's like, how do you know it can do that? she's like, how do you know it can't? And she's like, that's the point. You can't just make assumptions like that, especially with things like matter traveling through wormholes. So, yeah. So, yeah, Haley has like a giant chip on her shoulder. And I really can't wait for Sam to knock it off because that's going to be great when that
0: happens. She still doesn't even really do that, though. So, I, I mean, that kind of what happens at the other episode, because by the end of this one, she doesn't really seem to learn anything.
1: I know. Um, she's, she's kind of already had that change of heart a bit in the next episode, if I'm remembering what happens correctly. It's, again, it's one of those episodes, like, it's fine, but it's not, like, at the top of my list on anything. So, I don't remember very much specifics about that episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but she yeah, she's definitely better in the next episode. We see her. Okay. So back on the moon, the caves are fine, just a little dark. Ha Ha-ha. ha 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 ha. Yeah. So uh, Jack gives the doctors the okay to go do their survey, and then there's a sound like some sort of like buzzing, whizzing, hissing kind of thing, and Jack and Tilk see something that looks like a small little firefly. Is it out of the forest? Kind of flies around them a little bit, then it goes back into the woods through a tree. Like through through, like the trunk. It goes like through the trunk of the tree, which that's interesting because usually things can't do that. So Mm -hmm. what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, What's going on on the alien planet? It's aliens. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam goes to talk to Professor Monroe about Haley's paper. And apparently with her equations, Haley had assumed that the speed of light was a variable, not a constant like it is. And the only way that that could happen is if there are multiple universes and we get some sort of like techno about like cause and effect and parallel realities overlapping. And she you can tell Sam is like kind of talking like she knows this is fact without talking like she knows this is fact because she can't know that this is a fact because this is Stargate. But it is it is a fact. Um, so that's that's one of the things I like about this episode is Sam trying to talk around Things she knows to be facts because nobody else can know <laughs> that she thinks right. they're yeah. facts, which is fun. So, anyway, so all of this is basically a moot point right now because Haley's getting kicked out for assaulting a fellow cadet. Dun, dun, dun. Back on the moon, uh, doctors Hamilton, Lee, and Thompson are trying to sneak away to find that creature that Jack and Tilk had encountered earlier, but they're caught. And Jack reminds them that he said no to this because that thing can fly through solid matter. So they have no protection against it. And then we get, you know, the argument of the scientists assuming it's safe until it's proven to be a threat. And the military men assuming it's a threat until it's proven to be safe. And the thing that we always get in shows like this, where like science versus military, who's right and blah, blah, blah.
0: It's still like even, I don't know, if I was a scientist person and I learned that something could fly through matter, my first thought would be like, oh, crap, that means it could fly through my person. yes. I should yeah. probably figure out how to at least make sure it doesn't do that.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. That
0: would be exactly. Number one. I don't know how they're like, whatever, it's nature. We can yeah. do whatever we want.
1: Yeah. No. 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 No.
0: Yeah.
1: no, is that? No. no. Yeah. Hamilton really like has a stick up his craw about this whole situation. And one of the things is like, he was supposed to be in charge in Jack's like, you are in charge. Of the other scientists. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of this whole thing. You're in charge of them. And like considering the amount of experience that Jack and Tilk have with alien creatures, especially Tilk considering he's a hundred years old. uh, Hamilton really just kind of needs to sit down and shut up for a minute about like what's happening here. Yes. So uh Sam is trying to talk General Kerrigan out of expelling Haley from the Air Force and it turns out she was actually just protecting another classmate from bullying by somebody else and ended up uh breaking that cadet's nose. Which I mean, I'm I'm a little bit like go Haley on this point. Um like and Sam's like, Yeah, y- yes, let her be punished, but expulsion seems a bit extreme in these circumstances. And she then goes to plead that like Haley is exactly the kind of soldier that they need at Cheyenne Mountain and they're Deep space radar analysis. Yep, that's that mm-hmm. that's what they do yep. there. Yep, yep. Um, and and, Karen, and General Cargan's like, I don't know if that's really what you're doing, but it must be important if you're involved. So, okay, let's figure out what's going on. So, Haley gets shown in, and Sam just goes, "Who the hell do you think you are?" Like, she really, like, goes in on her, like, you think you're better than everyone, you think you're smarter, all these rules and regulations, just dumb things, like, don't apply to you, well, there's the door. You're free to leave before you get kicked out, and Haley's like, nope, I'm not gonna leave, I'm not gonna quit, nope, can't scare me, so.
0: Well, so, uh, here's my thought about this scene, though, is, like, everything that Carter says to her, like, pegs her exactly, but what she doesn't say is, no, I want to be here. No, I want to be, you know, serve my country, be in the military, do this. Account. like, Like, she doesn't actually say why she wants to be there or why she wants to stay or why mm-hmm. she likes being there. All she says is, you're not going to make me leave. So it's still like just a retaliation mm-hmm. to what Carter's saying. She doesn't ever actually state what she wants instead or why she's there instead. So to me, a good point. she doesn't actually learn anything.
1: That, that, Yeah. that That is a very good point. I didn't think about it like that. But,
0: give her any of those yeah. lines of like, no, I want to be here because she's just like, Nope. Sticking it out. I don't quit. Like, that's great. But all of these things that Carter just said about you are why you're a problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, that would have been good to have.
0: Uh, and the whole storyline of like Carter wants to show her the SGC because she wants to show her what kind of future she could have. Well, she doesn't actually need that. Like she should have been the kind of person that didn't need that to not be an asshole.
1: <laughs> it's just true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I'm not saying I'm just
1: saying. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, okay, so she's not going to be expelled, but the rest of the punishment still stands, so, okay, yeah. Uh, so Sam catches up with her in the hall, and they have a bit of a chat, and uh, it's a little fun, Haley actually makes a joke here, so, like, when Sam asked her what she was thinking about punching the guy, she 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 goes swing high, which is apparently a play on the Air Force motto <laughs> of aim high, <laughs> Yeah. which I actually got like that a little bit, um... So we also get that apparently the giant chip that's on Jennifer Haley's shoulders is Samantha Carter. She's basically <gasps> been compared to Sam since the day she, she set foot on campus. And she's never quite measured up to which Sam tells her to, like, get over herself. And there's something much more amazing out there for her if she can prove herself. Mm-hmm. Um, a fun fact from the commentary. So... They actually had to film this scene twice. The first time they wanted to film it outside um, in the sort of the cut between that scene and the scene, we see a brief shot of like cadets outside walking through like a little quad thing. And that's where they wanted to film this. But apparently Peter DeLuise hates hats and Air Force regulations stipulate that if you are outside, you have to be wearing your hat if you're in uniform. So. They filmed it outside, but without the hats, and the Air Force people were like, "No, you like no. you cannot do that." So they had to move it no. inside, so he could film it without them wearing their hats because, yeah, Peter That's hates funny. hats. No, but
0: there you go. That does make me enjoy how much they do try to stick to regulations yes. in the show. Then
1: yes, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, back at the research camp, one of the little lightning bug things, which I saw somebody on the internet refer, refer to as Tinker Bad, <laughs> I, <like laughs> that. I was like, that's clever. Um, so one of those like flies into the the hut where all the equipment is set up. Like it's not just like a tent; it's one of those like temporary aluminum buildings that's been set up here. And uh, so Hamilton yells at me to get the camera. He's like, get the camera, get the camera, which I. What I appreciate there is, like, he does what a person really would in that situation, where it's not like, get the camera, it's like, get the the, the, camera, you know, like, over and over, like, get the camera, get the camera, you know. Yeah. Um, So they start filming it, and then they follow it outside into the woods. Dr. Lee very smartly calls over the radio to Jack about where they're going, that, you know, they're following this creature into the woods. And uh, we see Jack and Tilk meet up with them at a clearing where Lee is recording what's now like a swarm of these creatures and Dr. Hamilton walks into the middle of it and they kind of all just swarm around oh, him, but
0: why? seem why to he be homeless
1: because he's yeah. an idiot. Um, there, There's a little goof here. Uh, the part in the scene when the three scientists arrive in the clearing, you can see a car drive by in the background.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that.
1: Yeah. I uh, mean, there, there are quite a lot of trees back there, but there you can, you can see a car drive by. Oh, that's funny. Whoops. Um, So Haley is now in the SGC up in the briefing room with the blast door closed and Sam is in Hammond's office trying to convince him to let her take Haley like through the gate and show her everything and Hammond has read her file and is like "I, I, I don't know if she's really here for his material like he's not convinced yet but Sam like really 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 believes that she is she just needs to know what's waiting for her so okay they can go. Uh, So Sam and Haley are geared up and Haley's like, why are we dressed like this when we're in an underground base? And Sam's like, just wait, it's really awesome. So they head into the gate room and Haley gets her first look at the stargate as the seventh chevron flocks and the kawoosh, like, startles her as it does everyone, which was apparently Peter DeLuise off world going boom. (laughs) Uh, I like that they have that like, it scares her a little bit. Yes. Uh, so Sam explains, you know, what this is. It's, you know, in the event horizon wormhole, where they're going. And it's just, it's a very easy thing to do. And we get the really cool shot of the cameras, like, on the back side of the gate of, like, the wormhole. Yeah. And they step through and disappear. And uh, when they step through on the other side, though, somehow they've managed to switch places.
0: Oh, yeah. Which oh, they do acknowledge me. in the
1: commentary. Yes. Oh, they do? Oh. Yes. Peter was like, that... my bad.
0: Okay. So your mention of the cool shot of them walking through the Stargate reminded yes. me of, like, The shot, going back to the entire beginning of the episode, it was a really cool shot where it, like, started with the Earth symbol and then refocused into the scene. It did. It was. I forget what the Earth symbol was actually on, but it was, like, it was focusing, like, through windows to something. The Earth symbols. I mean, it might have been on the Stargate itself, but I didn't remember. But it was, go back and watch it. I know I'm not describing it very well, but it was a cool opening shot.
1: At the beginning of the episode? Yes. Hmm. Let me see something. There are, let me see if that's on the screen shots that are on Gate World. Mm. No, they don't have that little shot. Okay. Well, I will go back. I will go back and take a look because I don't remember that.
0: I mean, it's the intro into the situation, like the very first thing.
1: Like before we see Jack
0: on screen? Yeah, it's what leads into
1: seeing Jack. Okay. I will take a look. Okay. It's cool. (laughs) Yep. All right, so uh, Cadet Haley is appropriately, like, impressed and slightly agog at, like, where she is and what just happened, and holy crap, she's, you know, on another planet, moon, whatever. Um, Jack shows up to greet them and take them to the camp setup, and inside the hut, we see that they've managed to trap one of those bugs in a container by using electrified plates. That's, like, keeping it in and not letting it, like, phase through the thing that it's in or whatever, Um, And when they mention the whole shifting through solid matter thing, Haley goes, that's so cool. And Jack's like, I said the same thing, Um, (laughs) which is funny. Um, And they talk a bit about the creature and how there does seem to be some level of intelligence as there's that like whole swarm of them out there. And Haley is concerned that they might be hurting it. But Hamilton's like, it doesn't have a body. It can't feel pain, which is like, "Mm, really? I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, But, you know, even so, it might not like being trapped in a cage. You know, very good point. So, reluctantly, they do let it go. Uh, Scientists are back out in the wood trying to find the swarm, but it seems to have disappeared when Dr. Thompson is approached by one of the bugs. And it kind of starts acting quite aggressively towards him. Like, it flies up, like, very close to him. And then it, like, flies through his hand, causing him pain. And then, like, through his torso. And he, like, doubles over in pain. And then the swarm reappears. And they all start zipping around and through him and dr lee calls to him over the radio but gets no response and then just hear his hears him like yell in like real life and so he goes running when he sees like what's happening with dr thompson being attacked by these creatures he calls over the radio to jack but one of them flies through his arm causing him to like drop the radio so dr lee hightails it out of there uh back at the camp mm-hmm. we see hmm. so what do you think it was doing to him though like electrifying him or I don't know, we like we see later when it comes back, he's kind of got, like, blister burn marks on him from where the creature seemed to have, like, passed through his skin. So, right. if, if there's energy, there might be, like, a heat thing, it might be, like, burning. I don't, I'm not sure exactly.
0: Mm, yeah. I was trying to figure out what, like, how how it would actually kill a person by zipping yeah. through over and over.
1: Well, you know, if it, like, flew through his heart and his lungs... Right. You know, collapsed lung kind of thing. Heart stopping. Mm -hmm. There's just holes all over his body and internal organs. I'm thinking
0: I'm going with like if it's blistering,
1: it's it's some
0: sort of burning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So back at the camp, uh, Haley's talking with Tilk. And no, this is not his world. He's from Chulak. And yes, the Stargate goes many, many places, which is cool. Uh, Dr. Lee then comes running back into the camp yelling for Jack and tells them what's going on. Jack orders Sam to get everyone back inside the hut as he and Tilka go check out the situation. So back in the clearing, uh, Doc- Dr. Thompson is dead and we see him covered in those like blister-like wounds. So, well, well, shit. That's that's not good. So no. And he was the nice one. He was. Aww. But he also had, like, two lines, so we knew he was going to die because he didn't get to get <laughs> that It uh, <laughs> was
0: a recipe of like the Austin Powers comment where he's like, you're not even wearing a name tag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. So back at the camp, Sam is dressing Dr. Lee's wound when Jack and Tilt come charging back in and they're like, didn't you hear us tell you that it was time to go? So like, it's time to go. So they start to leave when Hamilton tries to argue that the attack on Thompson may have been an isolated incident. And Jack's like, sure, but why risk it? And then we see, another or the same or more like just massive swarm of bugs that flying towards them so back inside the hut and jack's like sam do you have any ideas and she's like that's maybe and he's like maybe she's like i i got here like five minutes ago i don't know what's going on (laughs) just got here man like you just got here um but, you know, these are electrical creatures, the Zats emit electrical charge, and, you know, from the thing that Dr. Lee had built, the elect- maybe, maybe, that that's what we got. So mm-hmm. so the bugs get into the hut, and the Zats do seem to work, and at one point we do see Tilk actually Zatting Dr. Hamilton as the bugs kind of start swarming him like they had done with Dr. Thompson, and eventually, like, the bugs just retreat in totality, and they're kind of okay for a moment. So a bit later, they've wired up the hut to electrify the whole thing, as basically like a giant bug zapper, I guess. Yeah. um So uh, here come the bugs. They light up the building, and it it works. We do hear a few zaps as like the bugs try to get in, but none of them do get in, and they kind of stay away. It's like okay, so so now what? We're kind of trapped in here. How 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 do we get out of here? and uh they don't really know how long the generator is going to last because they can't remember who actually refueled it last like they think dr thompson did this morning maybe but they can't be sure and it's like all the way on the other side of the compound so if they want to go check it that's yeah yay uh so they need a bigger electrical field it's kind of where they get to at this point and so it seems like the gate it's like okay but that still means somebody has to go to the gate, which is mm-hmm. outside of this building. So we're still the same problem of how do we leave the building? Um, so what about, like, zadding? Because you zatted Dr. Hamilton and the bugs left. So death person and they might be fine. Uh, and then Jack's like, well, why did the bugs, like, start attacking us anyway? And Sam guesses it's, you know, because they took one of them hostage, like a kind of retaliation thing and Haley's like no you're wrong and points out something that Dr. Thompson had been working on and Thompson thinks that like the moon that they're on was actually pulled in from somewhere else so it has a very strange orbit apparently that just so happened to pass over the planet's pole a couple of days ago which is like the same time that the bugs started kind of going crazy and the poles are where a planet's magnetic field originates So the attack could just be in reaction to the moon passing so close to the pole and, you know, electricity makes them like a Who knows? Um, And but she thinks, you know, if they just wait a few hours, the bugs should calm back down and they should be fine. Haley is 100 percent sure her theory is correct. But again, she can't know that Sam can't know her theory is correct either both of their fairies are equally valid but mutually exclusive and i i, I don't know as so much about that point i think it could be a little bit of both i don't know about the mutually exclusive thing I,
0: well see this is where i totally feel like Haley didn't learn a damn thing because she's like no. no you're totally wrong it's totally me yep it's all and
1: right. yeah and Haley tries to argue that jack can't just assume sam's right because she's the senior officer i'm right listen to me and for jack it doesn't matter who's right and goes with Sam's theory and to like get himself it and make a run for the gate. And Haley's like, why doesn't it matter who's actually right? So Sam explains it this way. If he makes the run for the gate, he's risking his own life. If he waits, he risks everyone's life. What do you think a commanding officer is going to do? Risk his own life over that of everybody else. So very important lesson being taught here. That again,
0: I don't know if you actually learned. I don't know. Right.
1: So, they're getting ready to uh, let Jack make the run for the gate, and once he radios that it's open, like, it is just, like, go time, don't bring anything with, leave everything behind, the most important thing is making sure everybody makes it back to the gate and back to Earth, and Dr. Hamilton doesn't like that, and Jack orders Sam to shoot him if he so much as tries to bring a folder with him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yep, also doesn't learn anything. Nope. Uh, Nope. so okay uh time to zat jack uh he asks tilk for a warning and tilk just goes i'm going to Zat you now <laughs> and he's like i was was hoping for more of like a three two one and as soon as he gets to two tilk shoots him and jack just falls to the ground and dr lee comes over with like smelling salts or something to like wake him up and he's like oh i wanted three um but anyway stands up and uh off he goes so we see him being like chased by the bugs but they're not like attacking him and at one point he kind of stops as they get really close and kind of like covers himself with his arms but they just sort of swarm like around slash past him but leave him alone so great this thing is working makes it to the dhd radios that he's starting to dial he gets a few of the chevrons died when the bugs start to attack and apparently the Zat blast effect has worn off gets a few more dialed but then like, collapses on the ground as the bugs start to really, really attack him. And then Tilk shows up, Zats the ground near the DHD, and Jack and the bugs fly off. So yay, Tilk has saved the day. So Jack is able to get up and start and uh, finish styling. And as predicted, the bugs all scatter back into the woods once the gate is active.
0: So this actually presents an interesting study that they could continue of how long the Zats effects work on a person where you can like zat them and then zap them again and you won't kill them you'll only like knock yes. them out again
1: yes because that is a very big, de- big debate in fandom and i think even the show doesn't have an answer of, yeah how long does a ZAT blast last
0: well eventually they could use these tinker bads to <laughs> figure that out of yes. like how long does it take them to want to attack you
1: yes uh, and the the correct answer to how long is that blast lasts is it lasts as long as the story needs it to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh. So everyone makes it to the gate. They get ready to head back through Leo's. J- Lee, Dr. Lee owes Jack thanks, and Dr. Hamilton owes him an apology. And Haley asks if it's always like this, and Sam's like, No. Sometimes things get really exciting. And if she sticks around <laughs> long enough, she might just find out which of them was right. Oh and man! Me. Yay! So, that's prodigy. Yay! Um, do you have memos for us this week?
0: Oh man. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there really weren't any like gaping open plot holes with this one, so I didn't really have anything other than just the frustration of listen to the people that know what they're doing.
1: Listen they're to dull. the experts. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These days, as long as we've been doing these episodes, it seems more and more often the memos are just recurring things. Yeah. They don't really seem to have different gaping open plot holes. They all seem to be either quarantine protocols <laughs> or listen to the people that know what they're talking about. Because yeah. so many of the conflicts are, oops, we brought something kinky to the planet. Or somebody thought that they were smarter than the people that actually know what they were talking about and did something <laughs> stupid. Or Daniel touched something he was <laughs> yeah. supposed to. Do. Yeah. T- <laughs> Those are, like, the top three conflicts that we seem to be
1: having, like, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, Uh, so the episode titled Prodigy, uh, I think Jennifer Haley is the prodigy, but I decided to look up, like, the definition of a prodigy, just, you know, in the dictionary. So, according to Merriam-Webster, a prodigy is a person, especially a young one, endowed with exceptional qualities or abilities. Mm. Um, We do have a few interesting foreign territory titles. Uh, In Czech, this was called Miracle Child. Uh, In Hungarian, it's called Indigenous Talent. And in German, it was called the miracle. Oh, do all right. So, any,
0: do you suppose any of the other scientists on the project had been prodigies? I, I imagine Sam was, yes.
1: Maybe. No, no, the off-world dudes that oh. didn't want to listen to Jack. Hamilton definitely seems like he was, and like, like the kind of he seems like a like basically a male Haley. Like he was the guy who was smart and knew he was smart and wasn't going to let anyone forget that he was the smartest guy in the room.
0: Yeah yeah see how that ended up for him he almost Mm. got everybody killed yes so he only got only got one Mm. person killed
1: yes Yes. (laughs) which i mean considering how many people were there this is not terrible (laughs) i mean it's not great but it could have been a lot worse yep so yeah um all right so uh final thoughts non-prodigy yeah yeah it's (laughs) fine it's fine yeah Really, too exciting this week. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at sg underscore rewatch or send us an email at woo. That's w o o s g rewatch at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. And we will see you next time for Entity. Bye. Bye.